Welcome into another edition of Home Run Throwback. I am Jim Morris at Jim Morris MCM on Twitter. You can see miracles.com. Today is Monday, January the 8th, recording this as I drive down 24. Um, so a little noisy. My apologies for that. Titans got a big win yesterday, uh, knocking off the Jacksonville Jaguars, ending the Jacksonville Jaguars season, returning the favor that the Jags did to the Titans last year uh, in a similar type win and end game. Now, the difference for them was last year, they got to go to the playoffs when they won. The Titans are also out. But I do think that it is significant. Um, you know, again, like there's been a lot of talk about draft status versus wins, right? We've, we've, we've gone back and forth on that. And there are people out there that will tell you how dumb you are for cheering for the team in this in in these games right here um somebody called it a franchise altering disaster or something like that the titans won yesterday in the end of the day the difference that a win versus a loss would have gotten the titans is they would have picked six had they lost they were picking seventh now that they won now to be fair it could have played out differently they could have there was a scenario where they could have gotten all the way up to four but those things didn't happen, so either way, the Titans were picking six or seven. Is there a chance both left tackles, you know, if you have two left tackles, let's say, that, that you like, which a lot of people seem to in this draft, as we sit here on January 8th, things will change. Is there a chance that both of those guys could be gone when the Titans pick? Absolutely there is, okay? So, you know, the, the first thing that the Titans have to do this offseason, obviously, is fix the offensive line. We all know that. No question about that. Um, but... Drafting player X or Y, whether it's one of those left tackles or somebody else, number one, there's no guarantee they're going to be good. We have seen plenty of players, plenty of offensive linemen even, taken inside of the top ten that don't pan out. Taken inside of the top five that don't pan out. Now, the Titans weren't going to pick five. They would have picked six, whatever. Um, but to act like being a pick later is some kind of, you know, just thing that they're never going to be able to recover from is insane. Like, that's insane. Come on. Um, you're smarter than that, I think. So uh, let's be smarter than that, and let's understand that like there are some things, there are some ways where wins matter. I think the win in Miami for Will Levis was a big deal. I think that was a big deal. I think the win yesterday is a big deal, even if, if it's just a, a psychological thing over a team in your division. It's a psychological thing of not going 0-6 in the division. For the first time, you know, for going winless in the division for the first time since the Oilers days, right? I do think those things are significant. I do think those things carry weight. So that's that's kind of where I fall on yesterday's win. Um, you know, again, a first half that was great. A second half where they scored seven points. Um, thought yesterday was finally gonna going to be the day they were going to cross the 30-point threshold for the first time in two years. They were not able to do that, so that clock will continue to tick into next year. The most fun part of yesterday was seeing Derrick Henry have a big day um, in what could be his final game as a member of the Tennessee Titans. He thanked the fans publicly on the field after the game. Um, in his press conference later, he went through and named like you know a ton of support people in the organization, equipment people, cafeteria people, custodial people, PR. I mean, like he goes through the whole thing naming all those names it was just really awesome to see and again kind of gives you an idea of the type of person that he is and the type of person that we've seen him be while he's been here um and just why he means so much to this franchise i mean obviously the success on the field is you know the number one thing that he's going to be remembered for um and is the you know the most important thing as far as football careers go but 
the guy he's been off the field behind the scenes has been just such a special thing to have as a part of this franchise. And so it was great to see him get a touchdown in his final game. Great to see him rip off a long run in his final game and, and just kind of, or, or what could be his final game. Whether or not they bring him back, again, that, that still remains to be seen. Um, you know, we're going to have the, now, I guess Diana Rossini said yesterday that there are no meetings scheduled other than like normal stuff between Mike Vrabel and, you know, the, the quote decision makers in the franchise where Adam Schefter said that basically there's going to be meetings with Vrabel, with Rand Carthon, with the decision makers to determine Vrabel's future this week. Um, anyway, all that to say, we don't know what's going to happen with Mike Vrabel. We will we'll see how that plays out. I think that assuming Derrick Henry wants to continue playing, which I, I think he probably does, um, I think the chances of him coming back here are better if Mike Vrabel's the head coach than if not. Now, again, people have different opinions on whether or not they should bring him back or whatever. I, I don't really want to get into all of that right now because I think we need to see how this team is going to be constructed next year before we, we fall into that determination. But um, I think the chances are better if Vrabel's back, that Henry is back um, on some, you know, one, two-year type of deal, uh, something like that. But I do think he'll have a little bit of a market um, once he gets out there and somebody may be willing to pay him a lot more money than the Titans are. I, I would be surprised a little bit if that's the case, but I think there could still be a role for Derrick Henry here. What you did also see yesterday was Tajay Spears, unbelievable. I mean, the, the touchdown catch... Uh, Graver at Titans Film Room tweeted out a picture from basically like right after Ty J. Spears caught that ball. And I mean, the same thing. Like, as I was in there watching, I was like, oh, that didn't work. And then he somehow squirts through there and not only gets the first down, but ends up scoring. Um, he got a rushing touchdown on the day. So he has two touchdowns in, in this game as well. And you just, I mean, we've seen it all year, but the, the kid is really good. And he's going to be a centerpiece of what they do next year. Now, he's not going to have the role that Derrick Henry had here, you know, in the prior few years because he's not built like Derrick Henry. He's not built to be a 25-plus carry-a-game guy. But we know also that those guys are – there's not there's not very many of those guys in the NFL. The NFL has gone away from that uh, from an offensive perspective and – so that's why it's not that big of a deal that if, if Ty J Spears' knee does give out in four years um, because he doesn't have an ACL or whatever, like it, it's not that big of a deal because the Titans are going to have a committee and they're going to try to have multiple guys that can do things like he can do. Um, so anyway, it was, just, it was good to see him do that yesterday. Good to see him uh, have a great day because we know they're going to lean more heavily. Whether Henry's back or not, they're going to lean more heavily on Spears next year. If Henry's not here, it'll be even more than that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins gets, he, he had a possibility for three basically incentives in his contract yesterday. He needed two touchdowns to hit the final one. He got one touchdown. So yesterday he, he makes an extra 500000 instead of 750000 I thought it was funny after the game, Ryan Tannehill talking about how he might have had to go rogue uh, if he needed to to get Henry those milestones. And Tannehill's like, what do I care? I'm out of here anyway. Um, so that was fun. And listen, it, it was fun to see DeAndre Hopkins play this year. Fun to have him on the team. Awesome that they finally brought in a veteran receiver, and he was really, really good. Uh, they do have a potential out in his contract after this year. I hope that he's here next year. They need, with him, they need two receivers probably. Without him, they need three. Um, you know, because again, I don't know how in the world you could count on anything from Traylon Burks at this point. If you end up getting something from him, great. But, you know, we're, we're through two years now, and he has not been a consistent performer to any, you know, to any extent. 
So, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to add weapons. They need offensive linemen. They need weapons in the passing game, for sure. Um, what else from yesterday? Harold Landry, really good. Um, great to see him come all the way back from that ACL and, you know, hopefully a healthy offseason for him. He'll be ready to go next year. Uh, they need to get some stuff around him. I mean, obviously they didn't have Jeffrey Simmons yesterday. They need corners. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that this team needs. Um, we spend so much time talking about offensive line, but they need a lot of help at receiver. Like I said, they need a lot of help at corner. They need help at safety. Like they're they they need help pretty much everywhere you can you can look at all over the field. They're gonna have a ton of cap space to do that, so that's good. Um, but, you know, we're talking about left tackle in particular. Got to find that guy in the draft. Those guys don't hit free agency. And we've seen with like a guy like Andre Dillard, if the, if a left tackle hits free agency, there's a reason. There's a reason that that, that guy, that his team, the guy's former team, didn't want to bring him back. So, anyway, um, yesterday was fun. It was fun. And that's the other thing you got to remember, like, we only get 17 of these a year. And especially in a year when they're not good. Um, and so to be able to have fun watching a football game, that, that's not nothing. Like yesterday was way more fun than last week in Houston when the Titans improved their draft status, right? So, uh, you know, who knows if any of us will even be alive, right, when, when next season rolls around. So, um, you know, that's your, that's your cheerful thought for the day. Um, but it was fun. It was fun to see that. It was, it was especially fun. Ryan Tannehill, that's the other thing I wanted to touch on. Um, listen, I, a lot of a lot of people are going to remember Ryan Tannehill for the meltdown in the Bengals game that you know cost the team that that had a chance to win a Super Bowl. It it cost them that chance, right? A lot of people are going to remember him like that. Ryan Tannehill was really really good for this team. Ryan Tannehill is the reason that John Robinson got to enter that year that he ended up getting fired in um, because. There's no way when John Robinson made that trade for Ryan Tannehill, he had any idea that Tannehill was going to be as successful as he was. Okay, Ryan Tannehill covered up a lot of mistakes that John Robinson made for a time, obviously combined with Derrick Henry, no doubt about that. But I, I know that there's interceptions and all, I mean, threw one yesterday, right? But like, Ryan Tannehill was really good for this team. That should not be overlooked. His time in Tennessee should obviously be remembered as a disappointment because they never did get over that hump. But he carried this franchise through a time when they needed somebody to, to help carry them. I mean, obviously Derrick Henry was really the one that was doing that. But Tannehill was there as well. Tannehill is the second best quarterback of the Titans era um, behind Steve McNair. So that shouldn't be lost in some of the things that, you know, some of the failures that he did have. And, and, and it all should be talked about. It should all be talked about as, as a complete picture but um, it, it, he should not just be remembered for the failures. Um, so anyway, it's just kind of something that I want to talk about. Last thing, Arthur Smith got fired, you know, late last night or this morning, whatever. Um, just a complete meltdown uh, by, uh, I guess I like that word today. But anyway, just, you know, the, the end of the season for the Falcons was an absolute disaster. We know Arthur Smith can coach offensive football. We've seen that here. Right, maybe he's not a good head coach. That that could certainly be true. He was not a good coach, head coach of the Falcons, for sure. He also didn't have a quarterback, um, and you know that most coaches are going to have trouble having success without a quarterback. So um, to say all that, I again, if Vrabel is back, I would imagine there is a role for Arthur Smith somewhere here as an offensive assistant, kind of like what they brought in, how they brought Jim Schwartz in a couple of years ago. Um, I, I think that could certainly be in the cards for the Titans, for Arthur Smith. Um, has coached you know, pretty much everything on the offensive side of the ball 
I was it helped with the offensive line, was a tight ends coach. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, they could they could definitely use his set of eyes in here to help them get better. Um, again, I don't know. It's going to depend on what Arthur Smith wants to do. It's going to depend on whether or not Mike Vrabel is here. All those type of things are, are certainly um, in play. But don't be surprised if Vrabel in, if Vrabel does stay here, if Arthur Smith ends up on the staff to some extent. I don't think Vrabel is going to fire Tim Kelly and hire Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator. I don't see that happening, but I could see a, a, a deal where Arthur Smith is brought in and is some type of consultant or whatever. So um, I, I like Arthur Smith, and so I, I hate it for him that it didn't work out in Atlanta. But with the way things went there, especially at the end, um, you know, I don't think Arthur Blank had much of a choice but to fire him. So, and they'll move on from there. They got to find a quarterback. Um, and so, again, that that hurts Ryan Tannehill's market, I think, a little bit because I think Ryan Tannehill to Atlanta made a whole lot of sense if Arthur Smith was still there. Um, but not sure, depending on who they hire now. And I don't know what Tannehill wants to do. Again, talk about Henry. I don't know what Tannehill wants to do if he wants to keep playing or not. Um, He's the type of guy that's at the level that could certainly be a backup that you feel good about having, um, could go into a situation like what they have in Atlanta currently and compete for the starting job. That, that's kind of the level that he's at right now. So um, that'll just be another kind of intriguing thing to watch this offseason. All right, that will finally do it for today. Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll have plenty of recap stuff over the next few weeks when we get a decision on Vrabel. Um, we'll come on and talk about that and just kind of see where that goes. And then we'll start kind of breaking down the roster as it's currently constructed, looking ahead to first free agency, um, what guys could be available, what the needs that they'll have, the cap space that they're going to have, all that type of stuff. And then obviously through the draft, we'll be covering all that. So uh, like I said, as always, like, rate, review, subscribe, all those things to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just search out Home Run Throwback. Uh, follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. Plenty of written content for you at museummiracles.com. Check that out as well. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again later. Home Run Throwback is a part of the Fans First Sports Network.